hail our fair Riverdale. Bingo! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is Bingo. And we're back. <laughs> we are back with uh, an in-person live special episode of the Riverdale Register. We're in the same room. Does it feel different? Does it seem different? I don't know. Once you know, <laughs> usually when you talk back to us, do we, <laughs> do we respond? Once again, it feels like we have an audience when we don't. I mean, eventually I suppose we will. It's just a weird imaginary audience. So. We got Stella. We do have Stella. Hi, Stella. She's not going to say anything. <laughs> so, well, Not if you keep stifling her that's, like that. That's true. I often think about how scary it would be if dogs started talking. <laughs> I think about it actually all the time because it's like, in theory, it's like, oh, like if you watch like a movie or Family Guy or something, yeah. you're like, oh, that sounds nice. But no. There's so many reasons why I think that would be horrible. I think if animals could talk, that would be the worst thing. Like, I think if you were Dr. Doolittle, like, that would be horrible. Yeah? Yeah. What what, what kind of voice do you do you think Stella should have, though, if oh. she could talk? Like, she kind of talks like a, like a little baby. Like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's just because I talk to her like she's a little baby. She's just great. There's this there's this dog on TikTok. Mm-hmm. My roommate Brendan uh, uh, Brendan, sends me. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. back. <laughs> he's back. He's back from North Carolina from Mr. Beast. Yay. Uh, uh, this dog has all this button array. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What's his and, name? And each button has like a word. And, and they've basically taught the dog how to communicate with these buttons. And like... There's some like like haunting stuff of like the dog comprehending reflections for the first time or death. Like it's uh, like this, what is it? What's his name? I forget his name, but it's like he presses buttons and be like, "This is me," like or something like that, like weird, like yeah. or even so, like where sun go? Oh yeah, dark. Yeah, very cool though. Dogs are smart. Dogs are very smart. Speaking of dogs, oh my god, Jesus! This episode. What an episode of Riverdale. What a. Oh, that's my dog drinking, <laughs> drinking water. Can it? Re- is it recording that? I, I I think I see the waveforms for. Remember how dog. she would only eat when we were recording? Yeah, like, well, yeah. Now? I do. She picks up the food, comes over. It's a weird thing. She's still there. I feel like the ambient sound is something people are going to appreciate. I think we should record a lot of her noises and create a Stella soundboard. Yeah, that's cool. So that even if she's not present, we can just press like eating food near us. Yeah, super fun. To make it feel like she's here. Very, very cool. Very good for our audio. <laughs> they love it when I eat on uh, on camera. <laughs> that one you've, been, you've been holding on to that for a long time. Oh my time. God. I really don't remember. Like, I don't, why would, one, why would I do that? I understand. You that. were hungry. I, you right. were like, it's pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Scream Season 2 podcast. Who will be listening or judging? Right, right. No one listened, so it's fine. Though somebody recently did say, hey, by the way, like, where is that? Well, the problem is we keep we keep talking it up here. Right, that's <laughs> As, like true. this weird, like, oh, if you're really into John and Caitlin, there's this apocryphal uh, early podcast they right. did. Right, I think that I think that that's the only for the deep cut fans. So. <laughs> Real yeah. ones, no. Real ones, no. Yeah. So, John, what do we uh, what do we talk about now? <laughs> if we, after we have our our, our banter. <laughs> oh, let's see. Banter is off the checklist, so I believe next off it is you telling us about the title for the episode. It's not the other stuff first. Never that. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a question from the audience first. Is that first? No, I yeah. think. Mm, 
Should it be first? I think it should be, because okay. after this, we're just going to be in the episode. Okay, so the question from the audience is, um, are Tabitha and Betty going to hook up because the chemistry is fire? Oh, who asked us that? It was not me messaging myself. <laughs> I, I don't know. So here's my, here's my one thing. Do I want that? Yes, a thousand percent. More than I've really wanted anything in this world. However, when they sang the song later in this episode, uh, Nothing But A Good Time, an excellent song, Tabitha's like verse gets changed to like, um, no, Cheryl sings Spends My Money On Women And Wine, but Tabitha sings something like, I forget what the lyrics are, but in the original song, it's girls, and Tabitha's changed to boys. And I'm like, one, like, why did you do that show? Like, why did you do that? You know, that's like yeah. closing do you, a door. Do you know how queer your audience is? Right. <laughs> it was a weird, it was a weird choice. One, I don't really like it when they, they gender flip songs anyway. It's like, no one thinks that you're like literally singing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like not like a, it's not a musical, like you're just performing a song, like you can just sing the song. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, is that like a hint that like, no, I'm just misreading this. But also, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Cole Sprouse is coming back. No, he is coming back. But I don't... What if he didn't and Tabitha became the new like lead? Tabitha and Betty's plot has been coming along just fine without him. Right, exactly. Actually, that's not true. Do you get the impression this episode that everyone's really tired of the trucker stuff? Oh, because I'm yeah. getting the impression that all the whole cast is like, oh, no. Like, the trucker plies. We have to go into the trucker plies. Talk to more talk to more local Canadian actors. We hire the <laughs> truckers for one scene. Well, I have a lot of um logic questions to get into, but I don't know. I mean I think the trucker thing is interesting unless this is the end of it. If Aaron Aaron, Aaron what's his name? Eric? If Eric is not the person kidnapping girls, this I This guy with the, with the with the chainsaw? I right. No, but like <laughs> What like, do you do? Why did you attack me? I'm just a logger who works nights. <laughs> no, 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 not that guy, not that guy. But yes, if that's not if we're like there's no reason why this isn't the guy, right? Oh wait, wait, you think you think it's but her it, boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend Glenn? No, no, I think it's Archie's friend Eric. Oh, Eric. Because I'm like, why? Oh, yeah, why is he here? Why is he why, here? He could be having PTSD flashes and be, like, killing people or something. Right, and I don't know if that's necessarily the most responsible choice. By the way, love that <laughs> Love that. now that we're in the back half of the season where Archie returns some more, now we're doing an Archie PTSD that, plot. That stuff can linger, Timely, though. though. Timely. But, it, it, like, it's not like... Yeah. It's not like we've been seeing a ghost in his, in his, like, corner of his eyes the whole time. It's just, for the first time, he sees a ghost standing in the corner of his room. He's like... Yeah, I need help. <laughs> it's just funny to me that, the, I mean, we're going to get into it, but it's really weird to me that he's the one who was like, there's a dog. Anyway, I let a guy it's just, die. It's just, it's just like Zombieland. It's just so, it, it is just like, you're right. It is just like Zombieland. And that broke me, but I also was sadder when it was the dog. Yeah, because so, he never said it was a dog. Jesse Eisenberg just assumed it was a dog. It's very sad. I have I have a lot of thoughts on that too. Okay. Okay, so we should just get into it, right? What's the title yeah. of this episode? It is Stella. Re- <laughs> the the title is the dog chewing. Um, noise in the background. I'm sorry, but you guys have been here for a long, long time. You're just hopefully, have to deal hopefully with they're it. like, yes, this is the content I've been missing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the random, random. 
jingles and, and, and crunches of the dog. <laughs> I hope we didn't like against the blinds. I hope we didn't spike in listenership because like our quality got better <laughs> audio wise. They're um, all gonna be like, oh no, the COVID the COVID show is the only good version of the show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So if you've ever gone to film school with John, you have, you know, Reservoir Dogs is the nineteen ninety two Quentin Tarantino movie, his first film. It's basically um, like bank robbers. One of them betrays. Bank robbery gone wrong. Right, right, exactly. One of them betrays the other. They're kind of trying to figure out who the who the yeah. guy famously, is. Famously, uh, famously cheap. He didn't. He spent like his own money on it. Didn't cost too much. Everyone who was in it went on to become like a massive star. Uh, and like, if you ever ask Quentin Tarantino how to break into Hollywood, he's like, make Reservoir Dogs. Right. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll just. I'll just do that. I can't be too mad that's at the, him. That's the one with Kaiser Soze, right? Uh, no, that is The Usual Suspects. Oh. I don't believe that. I think that's a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, for real? Pretty sure. Oh, I got him confused. The thing about Reservoir Dogs is that it's like literally, I mean, Pulp Fiction also, obviously, but every single film school kid is like, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no offense to <laughs> Have you seen... um? That new show on uh, Reservation, on Dogs. Reservation Dogs. I is it good? I watched just the the first episode, and it's very it's very Taika Waititi in that it's like the kind of the yeah. humor of the of the everyday mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it like subject matter wise, I've never seen a show about contemporary Indigenous peoples That's in the country. True. Yeah, uh, there's some really good humor, especially the part where a kid has like a spirit dream of like an of like a a warrior from from tribe from from the tribal past who like died in the by you know uh, white people yeah mm-hmm. and and it's like oh were you like a great hero it's like nah I got <laughs> I like my horse threw me off its back and that's oh, what killed me that's sad that's sad it looks funny though yeah I want to see more yeah but like clearly it is it is evoking this by with that name with the name yeah. yeah I don't know I haven't seen it so I imagine there's no bank robbery Feels no they steal stuff oh uh, well. not like a bank robbery they're like children uh, oh. so they steal like a truck. Full of, full of, full of snacks that. and sell the truck and keep the snacks. Oh my gosh, that's cute. How many times have we did that as children, though? Like, oh, right, yeah. You know, it's adorable. Yeah, the so truck's cute. in New Jersey. They're so uh, insecure. <laughs> oh. Wait, so John, what did we do now? No. <laughs> so tell us about who wrote and directed this episode. So this episode was directed by uh, Gabriel Correa, who you'll remember of directing, like, 50% of season right, five. Right, he did He's, most of this it. This has been, really been his year. He probably is <laughs> making so much money this year from this show. Good I, I, I hope he lives in the area. Otherwise, they're just like keeping him in a hotel. Yeah. They're like, we need you again. He missed the birth of like several children by now. This is my Roberto impression. We need you. We need you on set. He sounds literally <laughs> nothing like that. But, uh, uh, this is written by Evan Kyle. Who, I don't know if I mentioned, like, this is the second time he's come up as a writer, but looking into his career, he was a writer's PA on Riverdale, who then became a writer's assistant Aww. on Riverdale, and now he's a writer. Uh, his previous episode was The Ides of March, you know, the one that was yes. that took place during The Ides of March. The Ides of March. Mm-hmm. The one where it took place on The Ides of March. Right, which is not the one that took place during an ice storm. Right, no, that was The Ice Storm. <laughs> that was The Ice Storm. Amazing. And he is also a writer on an upcoming episode, Return of the Pussycats. <gasps> I bet that's when the pussycats come back. <laughs> I bet that's it. He's re- he's really good with his titles. Reservoir Dogs, a little bit less clear. Right. There were dogs. So. I mean, there's actual dogs. There were dogs. And I, and I guess reservoir. that's where this one came from? 
Uh, yeah, if I had to guess, John, I think the fact that there were dogs was a part of it. All right, all right, I don't like your tone. I'm sorry. Uh, there, I, I have four plot lines for this episode. We got, and Bingo was his name. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. Uh, we got Coyote Ugly. We got Religion Solves Everything. And we got investors in what, Veronica? <laughs> I, I can't understand. I realize I should have gone to business school, but when I or maybe I really shouldn't have gone to business school watching this episode. I want to do the religion one first because I have thoughts. Okay. So it starts with Cheryl going for a nighttime forest stroll when she sees a man just standing in the woods with a baseball cap on, and it turns out to be Kevin, and she says, Compulsion, thy name is Kevin of Finland. And I assumed this was a vision of some kind, because she's on her religion kick, but no, Kevin cruises in her woods now. Uh, Are these the, the same maple groves? Are the woods. maple groves the gay woods? Have they always been the gay woods? Look, I need somebody to draw me a detailed map. And how often does Cheryl go for right, random nan, random nighttime strolls in the woods? I and she's that. like, Kevin, it's weird that you're out here. <laughs> right. right. What am I doing out here? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? You actually have a purpose. Yeah. I, oh man, this cruising thing. They really, really give Kevin this as a I, hobby. Guys, I do not like that this is the Kevin plot. We've been asking uh, for a long time and it was like, Kevin could be a murderer. And they're like, Kevin can't stop cruising in the woods. <laughs> No matter what he does <laughs> in his life, he's got to cruise in those woods. Okay, so you know what? Let's keep... Because, because one time a man was nice to him, and it made him feel pretty. Let's keep going, but then... Because I want to get to the meat of this issue, Great. but like... Yeah, I yeah. I, oh, I should have titled this one, We Need to Talk About Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. So, <laughs> Cheryl tells Kevin she saw him in the woods. And he admits that he is cruising again. So it wasn't a vision. She thinks he was looking for meaning, for peace. And she's like, have you heard my current storyline is religion? Remember she was an art forger? <laughs> and and I appreciate that Kevin's first reaction is, this is what your family does all the time. Yeah. This is the classic, it's a, it's a classic Blossom mess around. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but... Well, also, he should be worried about cults. All the time. This is what I literally just wrote like an essay about like why why are we, what are we this doing? <laughs> Kevin. If it happens once, it's forgivable. I, I understand that this isn't meant to be a cult. I think it is more meant to be a takedown of like mega churches and like that kind of um, thing, which is different from, from cults. Are they that different from cults? No. Right. Um, <laughs> it's very they're, similar. They're they're predatory in, in a different way. Yeah, but in a way that feels very similar to what Kevin just did. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like there are some there are some tropes Kevin in particular needs to avoid. Well, Cheryl invites him to church. He begrudgingly agrees and sits through maybe five seconds of a sermon and is like, I am out of here. Which is smart and valid. Also, quick aside. Kevin has great clothes this episode. His teacher, his, his teacher yeah. jacket is great. And then he wears it's very a grown up. What? Cheryl, of course, has incredible clothes. This Always. Episode. I was actually looking at her outfit like there, she was wearing this like lace sleeved red thing, and I was just like, I wonder like how the costume designer is like told about the like, hey, she needs to be like dressing this way for this mm -hmm. episode. And it's like I have the thing. Like I don't know. <laughs> I I hope. The costume designers, when they saw that they have to dress everyone in matching pink at the end of the episode, got oh. really excited. But I also imagine Cheryl telling Kevin he has to buy all these clothes before <laughs> their for next sermon and going, oh, 
Cheryl, I'm paid a teacher's salary at a town that doesn't exist. Yeah, Tavis doesn't exist and is like Wait, currently are not. they still using okay. Veronica bucks or are they using real money I'm just again? Thinking about that, how she basically bankrupted the town by creating like inflation. Like, over and over again. Yeah, wait, are we still doing that? I don't remember. No, I don't think we are. Why? I don't remember why. Well, that was that was too many episodes ago for the show to remember. Yeah. Cheryl talks to Kevin at the teacher's lounge and gets him to admit that he feels bad about Fangs because, you know, this storyline sucks. Oh, man. I, uh Well, he feels worse about Fangs later, so. Yeah, she tells him to go to Fangs and apologize. And he does. He does go to Fangs and finds finds Fangs alone with Moose, who looks great. He looks amazing. Very hairy. Very happy. Wasn't his dad a murderer? Did that happen? His dad did something bad, right? His dad pretended to be the Gargoyle King (laughs) because his dad was gay? Right? That's what it yes. was. Yes, his dad was closeted. Right. And that was that was weird. And also his high school girlfriend got murdered and her body was staged on stage. But that was different than No, I'm just saying yeah. he's doing great for right. a guy he's, who's yeah. been through as much as he's been through. His dad did his dad kill anyone? I feel like no. I think his dad crossed a line and he had to be like, We gotta leave we gotta leave town. Kind right. Of thing. Well, then he went to be on a Netflix show, Daybreakers, or Daybreak, or whatever it was called. Was it a vampire thing? No, it was like, um, it's kind of like uh, Mad Max for teens. I actually, oh. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was really good. Okay. And then it got canceled, so. That doesn't uh, mean it was bad. It just means that Netflix hurts in, in me. Netflix's, Netflix's shows aren't competing against other streaming services. They're all competing against each other, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, sort of like, if you can't do Outer Banks numbers, like, why are if you If you're here? not hitting the top ten, why are we even putting you out? It's sad. It's sad. The society was so good. <laughs> I'm still upset about it. it. Was, I, I don't think that was... That was a pandemic cancellation, right? It was picked up and then canceled. Yes, but it was like... I you mean, couldn't... just think about how many kids they had to keep in the same I space. I know, I thought about that, too. Well, I don't think it was like... I don't think necessarily that was the reason because I think you can kind of figure that out. I think it was like Catherine Newton is, I think, going to be in like a bunch of Marvel stuff. She, yeah, she is. I don't want to like blame her specifically, but I she's think she's Ant Man's daughter now. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, I definitely don't want to blame her specifically, but I think the idea is that like there were so many people that it was kind of like we only have so many schedules we can work around and we're gonna lose like six people so the good thing is the wild a lot of young charming actors yes yeah. the wilds picked up a lot of them really yes, I think outer I, banks too or i don't know i don't think outer banks picked up like literally picked up like at least i believe two actors from <laughs> from the society went to be on the wilds so that's helpful mm-hmm. for me because i love the wilds <laughs> that's great for you have you seen it no oh my god it's amazing mm. it's amazing amazing it's so good. It's amazing. Uh, but anyway, let's continue to talk about Kevin. Okay. Kevin goes to Cheryl after, again after after the fangs and moose thing. Stop going to her. Just a word <laughs> yeah. of advice. Get um, new friends. I, I, I understand that like Tony isn't in this episode for whatever reason. Is it still Vanessa Morgan still recovering from baby at this point? Probably. <laughs> we did she have Sorry, in the show, has she given birth? Not that I'm aware of, no. Is she going to show up and be like, Vanessa, what happened to the baby? I had it. (laughs) I had it, Betty. (laughs) That's still my favorite thing. I had it, Kevin and Fangs. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he goes to Cheryl, and 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 she suggests that maybe the only way to feel comfort for himself is to comfort others. Uh huh. And then she's like, "You want to go work this coyote ugly plot line with me, real <laughs> quick? Uh, maybe that'll help." I remember how he's a teacher and is like capable of helping children that he never yeah, he, interacts he, with. In every day, he gives back to his right, community. Right. Literally, this character, all he has ever done is give back to his community for other people. He joined the cult one time, and then for the rest and of it, never. He, <laughs> listen, he 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 does he does things for other people, hosts stuff. Cruises in the woods and joined a cult one time. And if there was a maybe <laughs> twice, and that is all he does. If there was a pie chart, a lot of that would be cruising in the woods, <laughs> like too much percentage wise. Yeah, too much of it. Well, yeah, because that's every night. But during the daylight hours, I have so many questions about why this has to be his personality. But anyway, anyway, this is something I do like. So Kevin has been named Teacher of the Year. And he tells Cheryl that this isn't his life's calling. He wanted to be in New York doing the Broadway thing or whatever. Sorry, that's his other personality trait is right, gay in theater. Gay in theater. The reward he has received is a painful reminder of how his life hasn't moved forward. This is a good, that this he, is a good that, point. That he doesn't want to be the best teacher in a dying town. And that that's heavy. And I And I wish that were kind of the focus of this, but it feels like that's just like someone came up with a good excuse for the bad plotline we're stuck in. Yeah, I think it's... I, look, this is my feeling. There is nothing wrong with cruising in the woods. I just want to clarify that. Like, not shaming Kevin for doing that. I just feel like... He, narratively. <laughs> nar- narratively, it's kind of been done. Um, we also got, like, a couple of episodes ago, him sort of explaining why he feels like he has to keep doing this. And I think this is a very, that's a very valid reason where he's like, I want to feel validated or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like a good reason to also be like, I have fun and I enjoy doing it too. If you like, but like, I also. Well, look, remember Fangs was like, I don't even mind. You can do it. (laughs) Right. And Kevin is like, no, I have to do this to myself. And then he sees Moose and Fangs and he's like, oh, this is so painful to me. There's, it's, I I think that the thing that, it just feels like a thing Kevin does and they have to keep bringing up and it feels like there is some sort of like judgment on it. He's the only one judging himself for it. Right. It's a, it's a weird thing. His dad's probably in a worried way be like, I don't feel comfortable with you either. Cause you know, that one time you were almost murdered. Right. And the serial killer is like, you know, murdering people now so it's riverdale there's always going to be a serial killer but it feels like an odd thing that they have to keep having kevin cruising as a problem or cruising as like a canary in a coal mine or Mm -hmm. like i have a problem because i'm cruising still like help me and it kind of makes us it feels like it's his sexuality is the cause of the problem too. So it's, it's so, like yeah. if you're if you're gay, you're gonna end up getting hurt cruising in the woods all the time, or hurt yourself because of all the cruising in the woods you're gonna do. And it's just it's weird. Like it to feels me. so it feels moral in the way it's portrayed in the show. Yeah, and it's like I really don't believe <clears throat> that the writers or anything believe it to be. I know that there is plenty of queer writers on the show. The they're not they're not trying to go man. depth for anything, right? They're trying to do like the campy portrayal of all the things. Right. I don't think I mean I do think that the that the episode we got with Kevin and his dad where he was sort of like, you know, my mom made me feel insecure about myself and my sexuality. I thought that felt 
yeah authentic and if we're doing that we got to get his mom in there somewhere i cannot wait for like nev campbell to come in and be like kevin's <laughs> mom like that would be so fun but yeah i'm just i don't need kevin if you like to cruise in the woods cruise in the woods and if it's right. causing a problem for you don't cruise in the woods that's all yeah it's 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 nice that you want to give everything to this town but if you also blame it for everything in your life is it worth it deep i agree though that that plot about him getting that uh that point about him getting the best teacher award i get that yeah that that cuts that that's Mm -hmm. that's hard i've never been awarded something like that but i imagine (laughs) it would be difficult Mm mm-hmm so at the next uh, Church of Jason congregation, <laughs> which appears to be happening daily, sure. Cheryl introduces Kevin to the congregation as their new artistic director to sing "Jesus Christ Superstar," in 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 matching in matching salmons with every with both the blossoms. How did this help him? That's what I'm saying, Kevin. Is this really the solution to your problem? How how did this help him at all? Why does this right he. We see him kind of basking in light, but we never even get like an angle on the audience to see like how it's impacting him. Right. It seems like he just likes to sing. Right, but he already can do that at right. the White Worm. At right. School. I I think the hard part, and I wonder how it's gonna work when Josie returns, because you know, Josie was on Katie Keene. How... Oh, I'm sure this episode won't be remembered four episodes from now. Oh, well, but I, isn't the return of the Josie and the Pussycats coming out pretty quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like two away. So I'm just curious how they're going to work in that, like, Josie comes back to Riverdale after having left New York. Kevin wants to go to New York. Like, because technically at this point in history, Kevin should just be like, I want to live in New York. Bye. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm going to go right. do that. He has... Nothing keeping him in this town. Exactly. Except his own demons. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, is his dad even? I, I think it, listen, I bet if he asked his dad, his dad would be like, go to New York. Yeah, he's very supportive. Get out of here. You know what they should have done? They should have given the dad, like, something like he hurt his back on the force and Kevin needs to, like, help him out. Or he just retired, man. Right. Something, like, just to be like, or just something to like, keep him in town. Or he moved. Yeah. It's... Like some oh, music. you think dad should be hurt in some way so Kevin has to take care of him? Well, just something that it's like, okay, Kevin, like I understand that like you don't want to be here, so why are you here? Right. They're not paying you. You know, you know, you know what I wish. I wish his dad and Archie were closer so that mm. Kevin could even feel like, oh, Archie is the surrogate son to my dad. He doesn't even need me. I can, I can go. Is Kevin's time just up on the show? It feels like there's nowhere for him to go, and they should just kind of let the character move on. Yeah. Or become a murderer. Right. I feel like he either has to go darker or he has to... Because, like, he's never going to get the Cheryl plotline where, like, Cheryl can be almost a villain on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, a lovable anti-heroine, if you will. Kevin is really not slated to do that. I think the closest he got was when he was in the farm and he kind of betrayed Betty. Um, she- Kevin's like a utility player, right? You can yeah. kind of plug him into any character's plotline and he'll have okay banter with them yeah uh, he mostly hangs out with betty yeah and cheryl he doesn't like he's he, you know he's not friends with jughead right of course <laughs> uh, i don't think he and veronica really know each other that well either no they've hung out they had a sleepover once oh okay and then he, he'll yeah. like he'll like punch people with archie sometimes also right yeah yeah i i 
I think this is just a problem of a very large cast. And when you have a large cast, but you insist on kind of giving the four main characters their own plots each episode, I think that can be a challenge because... Yeah, why do we do this every episode? So many plots. There are so many plots, and I think that the problem is that they never... It's never like Betty has a small plot this episode. It's always like Betty has a big plot, Veronica has a big plot... Archie has a big plot. Jughead, whenever he shows up, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Jughead's plot. plots are always are always the plot. Right. But I feel like it. they're afraid to give the supporting characters like a supporting character role. Almost, yeah. So they kind of have them like lead these like minor stories. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Like instead they'll get, of it. They'll get like third billing in the C plot or something. Right. But like it is their plot. Like it is a Kevin plot. Right. But it but it's it's a Kevin plot that plays into the Cheryl plot. Right. True. Yes. You know, it's a Reggie plot that plays into the Veronica plot. I just never, it never feels like they're allowed to be totally supporting characters no, when when, when things sense? happen to them, it's usually a snow a ripple effect from something the main cast did. Yeah. That affects them in some way. Yeah, but it, it always feels like they it, it's like it's we don't check in with them enough to make it you know what I mean? Like to make it feel like they are um actively having arcs. So I kinda a, wish they a could... lot of the time we have to like check in with them to even figure out where they are now yeah. before we get to the change. Right. And then we're not really sure where it leaves them by the end. Yeah. And I think that's just, I think it's just an issue with like a lot of honestly CW shows and just a lot of shows with like really big ensembles where you want to like give everybody, you know, like deep characters and like rich characters. Mm -hmm. But then it's sort of like, it feels kind of like out of nowhere. Like, oh, Kevin's in crisis. Like, I think, I think there, there's a certain format that a lot of CW shows feel they have to keep to. Mm-hmm. And, and that format is, is so tied to like the, the blank of the week that they don't have time to do whatever, what, like to, yeah. to, to tell longer stories that keep checking in on, multiple, on all these characters. Well, I think, it's, I think it's interesting that they had this episode, the Hiram thing, like the Hiram one-off episode. <clears throat> I kind of wish we could do that. like with, with every character? Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously not every single one, but like if we had a Kevin episode... Right, when well, like, there was still Reggie stuff happening with that, it yeah. would be like, yeah, make a different character from the town of Riverdale the lead in each individual episode kind right. of thing. Right, yeah. But like have B or C plots with other guys, too. You kind of just like shuffle up who's in who's in first. Yeah, and I guess you couldn't do that every single time, but you could do it like a couple of times a season. Every yeah, every now and then, yeah. Because I loved that Hiram episode. I thought that was great. It was really strong. Yeah. When Hiram eventually shows him in this episode, I'm like, oh, now this is a guy who I who I now, know what he's about. Right. Exactly. Look, he has a, a palladium. Fixation. God, he needs that palladium, you guys. Amazing. He bought all this land for the theme park, and he has to deliver. I just want to say one more thing about the singing part. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whole time, if you look in, off to the side, Penelope is just, like, chugging from the sacramental line. <laughs> she's not, yeah, no, she's, she's not. She's like, but... this, oh my god, this church was about me. You know, Penelope's still, like, one of my faves. I am obsessed with her. I, she just eats up the scenery in a good way. I just think it's so fun. She's mm-hmm. so fun. And then we get a moment of Fangs apologizing to Kevin. He and Moose are dating. And Fangs Aww. wants to be friends. And so does Kevin. Kevin's like, we are friends. And I'm like, you're not friends. Yeah. You're not friends, Kevin. No. Wop, wop. <laughs> very, very sad. 
All right, so where should we go next? Bingo, Coyote Ugly, investors. Investors, please. Investors in what, Veronica? I, I don't think, I don't know if this is a failure of me not understanding business or if this is, if this is all made up. I don't know. So, so, right. My first note was, you ever notice how a Riverdale plotline will just motor past the explanation for why they're doing anything in a single scene? <laughs> and if you miss it, you're left wondering what is even happening the rest of the episode. Do you not remember what the plot Well, Veronica got some leads on the DL from one of her colleagues in New York. <laughs> Fat cats with muddy burning holes in their pockets. Potential investors. In what? She never says. They're just investors who have so much money. They gotta get got. Is the idea that she's going to invest this in like mutual funds or something? This is what's so vague about it. No, she later says something about IPOs. I don't know what that means. Well, that, that, I, I looked it up. <laughs> Thank you. I looked it up. Uh, 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 it's, uh, it's like an in- initial public offering so if like your company is about to be on the stock market for the first time okay it's like oh you get on the ground floor on this big new business okay but she never says what 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 the business is is it her business (laughs) we don't know they don't tell us it's all kept vague we know sodale is the is the hiram side of it but we don't have a we don't actually know what veronica is trying to get them to invest in, which feels like a missed opportunity because it could be the town. So is she Like, is this them? helping the town or is this... Hel- no, this is helping you getting out of your marriage so you can have sex with Archie again. Is she telling them, though, that, like, I have a business opportunity and they're like, well, what is the business? And she's like, I have a business opportunity. I, we don't, we don't, you know, none of the phone calls cover that. All the phone calls are either, that's a sale or... I understand, and they hang them and go, oh, another one got away. I just, okay, so here's my my thing. Like, I just never understood, like, I, you know where it's like the Dungeon-Kruger effect or whatever? You don't know what you don't know. Right. In this case, I just thought that I was dumb, <laughs> and I didn't know, and I... It's that vagueness again. Yeah, it's Where, vague. like, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure... They were like, and Veronica does an investment plot where she like steals clients or hire them. They're like, great. Now I gotta now I gotta Google investment terms to make this make sense. I guess the thing that I have a question about is, is she defrauding these people or not? I don't. No, I think they're legitimate investments. From okay, because that's all I really. I was like, <clears throat> are you, are you stealing their money? It would be more compelling if she was. Because once again, she keeps referring to herself as the she wolf of Wall Street, and again, <laughs> that guy stole his like his investors money mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yeah like, he was a he was he was, he was a criminal he, he went to jail yeah she's gonna be a motivational speaker by the end of all this <laughs> i guarantee it but i i'm like yeah like is she proud of defrauding she calls it aggressive investment banking yeah that feels like a scam it's but, like cold calling people and getting them to invest in something that it feels like a scam yeah I, they're, they they're the implication they don't imply it's a scam in this episode i felt scammed Uh, it feels like it should be it'd be really cool if in the next episode reggie was like what do you mean they're not real to her it's like but we but sodale isn't real either right yeah because they're supposed to have the moral high ground over sodale i think right i understand that But but like what a missed opportunity to not be like investing in like a small business like pops right or or, or something else in the town 
you know, maybe if, if if Kevin were shoot were doing a, a an original play or something. What like, if Kevin? Yeah. What if Kevin like made a movie or something? Kevin and Alice do another do another hard hard hitting invest investigative documentary. I don't know if he can invest in any of these things, but yeah. <laughs> right. What who knows? What do investors invest in anyway? What do they? <laughs> what do they invest in? Veronica does mention to Reggie that when she was the she wolf, she had uh, when she was the she wolf of Wall Street, she no. had twenty people working for her, none of whom called her. That right, no, I was like making all fun 20 of, of them back. wouldn't call me the she wolf of Wall Street, no matter how hard I tried. <laughs> Nobody calls you that, Veronica. Nobody says that. Reggie, Reggie does ask to help her, he says he can close a sale, it's just like cars. I I know as much about stocks to agree with Reggie, sure. Uh, and this is the first time someone uses one of Reggie's big ideas he was talking about last week, and he has a pretty good idea. Uh, he first of all, they <clears throat> name their firm Pearls and Posh, cute. She's Monica Posh. He's Reggie Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She, I think she's also Pearls. <laughs> okay. She has the Pearls. Her name is Posh. Right, right. Reggie and Veronica make some phone calls. Uh, she has like a really cool maroon skirt on with like the gold buttons. She's and, beautiful. And he has a maroon shirt. It goes very well together. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed Reggie went straight from being her dad's son to like her not boyfriend again. He doesn't have, he doesn't have his own. He doesn't agency. know how to go to people no. who want him. No, it's sad. It's a sad thing. They uh, they neg some people. They make some client. That uh, make some sales. They gain some clients for you know, something. Yeah. Uh, Reggie's commission is five percent, but he I wants to bump it up to fifteen percent, which feels like a lot, I guess. Fifteen. Uh, and she she of course meets in the middle for ten percent. I mean that's that's obvious. Of course he, that's what they were doing. Isn't he doing all of the work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like so he's should, doing a lot more work than her. So should he be getting ten percent? But he's like never done this before, right? So sure. And you know they're only doing the phone calls. So what about the paperwork they have to do for all of this stuff? I don't know if we need to do paperwork. Like, like, but I would love to have them like mid, mid during the phone call montage. You just cut to them filling out some paper and Reggie be like, okay, but like what goes on this line? Be like, it's <laughs> it's their it's their routing number. Oh, okay. Uh, Sh- shit, I think I need to call them back. I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. You want to do it? Great. Hang on. Who was that that I was speaking oh, to? Oh, no. I forgot their name. Oh, uh, no. I, I, I cannot. This is why This is why it's not major in business, despite well, Reggie, my parents' protests. Reggie drops a major bomb. Uh, Sodale, the neighborhood that is Hiram Land's, like, uh, Pleasure Island, right, yeah. uh, uh, doesn't exist. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, because the... They don't have the Palladium. They can't build. They, they can't build a yeah. theme park yet. No, no roller coaster uh, uh, tycoons. So Hiram is just leading his investors along to pay for his search for Palladium, and they can scoop his investors. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, Reggie and Veronica make some more calls, and the format of the calls changes. <laughs> you know, before we were doing push-ins on them, only their side, nameless people on the other that they were getting. Now we have like this one guy on the other side. There is, in fact, a very similar scene in The Wolf of Wall Street. And again, he's. I'm sure. I'm sure they're people. going for that, right? He's defrauding. They're people. they're they're trying to create energy in multiple phone calls between these like push-ins and like yeah. everyone turning. But just to clarify, he's stealing their money. Veronica, are you doing well right. by them? Right. I don't know. Right. It, it's also just one guy. So like <laughs> right. by the end of this day, has Hiram only lost one investor? He's a fat cat, John. Right, but. <laughs> <laughs> Are they getting, mul- like, did they get multiples of Hiram's guys? Or did they just get this one guy? They got the one Canadian actor that they could afford in these COVID unprecedented times. 
Veronica says she'll throw in one of those stupid Glamourge eggs. Those are expensive. I just, I listen, if I'm a rich guy, it's like owning one is just being like, yeah, yeah, that's how rich I am. Right? Well, that's think, what that means? You have a useless, expensive egg on so, display? Yes, but I think the idea of it is more that, like, it's sort of like a thing that, like, never loses value because there's only... I think there's something like... I mean, a, a They don't make Roger. more of them? Yeah, they don't make more of them. There's, like, 40 of them. I think they're from, like, the Russian Empire. I don't know what that means. Whatever. It's, like, some era of Russia mm-hmm. that they made X amount of Fabergé eggs... And so there's only so many of them in the world. And so it's sort of like a commodity because they're so rare. And again, this is the very brief amount of Googling that I did when we were first introduced to the Glamour J egg. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's sort of like a, a thing that like symbolizes like, this will always be $500,000 or whatever. She should sell it if she has one. Right. <laughs> so, actually, that would be helpful. You still have a jewelry store. Is that, oh, it's not bringing the money in, is it? Your jewelry store built in an old uh, snuff right. film. Uh, right, uh, no. Uh, the, the, the last thing that Riverdale needed, especially now knowing that Sodale is a lie, <laughs> right. was that There's no high, rich people moving to town anytime soon. Except for all those businessmen who, I guess, like beat up homeless Right, men. the rogue businessmen. <laughs> they just come to town to beat up homeless people, of course. That was so fucked up. That was just such a fucked thing. Like, how? Oh, I hate that. I hate it. I it's... On the page, it was just like a couple business people get out of the sleazy bar, which of course they go to after their sleazy job <laughs> somewhere nearby, I guess. And they're like, now is, you know what I feel like? I feel like hurting someone weak. It's so sad. It's super sad. They did a similar thing in Veronica Mars, the bum fights with Logan. Oh, right. That's the Paris Hilton episode, right? Yeah, That's like episode two of the show. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm a big Logan, Logan the hero fan. of Veronica Mars, is like, in the first, second episode, is like, I fight homeless people. Well, apparently, in the first, before the first season aired, he was supposed to be like the villain of the show. And so you can tell oh, all. But then they cast uh, and they were like, Jason You're so charming and amazing, and you have such good chemistry right. with Veronica. He, he makes all the mean things you say sound like fun things you say. Exactly. Mm. And then they were like, Oof, let's just pretend that that absolutely yeah, horrific. Yeah. We gotta, thing. we gotta, we gotta bring this. Well, his whole storyline with his mom is like kind of the thing oh. that turns him around, right? That yeah. brings him into her orbit. Great but, thinking. Oh, so sad. That whole thing, Lisa Renna, housewife. By the way, Real Housewife of uh, Beverly Hills. She's a real housewife. She's a real housewife. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that family is a mess. A mess. A mess. But Eccles, listen, if you know an Eccles, don't. (laughs) Don't don't put him in your life, all right? Oh, I I love Logan. I love love him. Yeah, but the rest of them? No, the rest of them. Allison Hannigan, the dad. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, I love that show so much. Anyway, this show, which I also This show? The guy's like, oh, I get an egg? All right, Hiram, I'm out of soda. And Hiram gets mad and he throws a phone because he needs his palladium. That guy told his dad once in the 80s. Why don't they just let Hiram look for the palladium? What's the worst that happens if he gets the palladium? Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking about it. He'll be wealthier? Right, like, why don't they just let him do it? What's what's the problem? I don't understand. Actually, it kind of just hit me now. Like, like I thought it was going to be... This, like, isn't objectively bad for the town. No. I mean, they get a theme park. That's great right, for that's the economy. Great. That could exactly. put the whole thing back on the map. I don't understand. Why? Like, is it bad yeah, for the environment? Honestly, like, now from this perspective, 
if I'm hiring, I'm getting really pissed. These kids keep getting in my way. I'm right, like, I'm not even hurting you. These meddling kids, this is the one thing that he wanted. I didn't. But like, why didn't he just be like, hey, Veronica, there's palladium under this town. Is it because he's afraid that other people will want like, palladium? I get that he's like ruthless and, and cheap. So he would right. use prisoners instead of miners who would who would probably cost a lot more. How much more could they cost? Well, he like owes them safety and security and union stuff, right? I guess, but he wasn't like I hate unions. But like the prisoners, so... no. But like the he all has to do things the most evil way possible, right? So, so he pl- uses prisoners to mine instead of coming to the poor town and giving them jobs, right? That's fucked up, yeah. But also, and why... I'm really curious if the prison miners is gonna tag into the Mothman at any point. I think it will. Just be like, oh, it's just prisoners escaping through the mines. I mean, I think it has to be something where it's like them being in the mines created the Mothmen or like people got trapped down in the mines and became Mothmen. There's no way that this is not connected. Mm -hmm. I hope to God it's connected. I don't know if the trucker stuff is connected. Or it's just just Satan. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually just Satan. He comes up from the mines. He lives underground. Roberto's like, screw it. I'm telling the rest of my Sabrina story on (laughs) Riverdale. This is all you want. (laughs) If Netflix wasn't gonna get me another season like I wanted. Oh man, that was a bummer. Bring in bring in the weird Sabrina lenses. Let's do it. That was a very aesthetically pleasing show. After this man pulls out a sodale. Reggie and Veronica celebrate, and he calls her the She-Wolf of Wall Street. He was Yay. like, you had such a good idea. You are the She-Wolf of Wall Street. I'm like, Reggie, Reggie, this was your idea. <laughs> you thought of this. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like he's the He-Wolf of Wall Street. What are you doing? Give yourself, give yourself some credit, He-Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the Wolf of Wall Street then? No, no, He-Wolf of Wall Street. It has to be gendered. Right, right, right. Why couldn't she be the wolf of Wall Street? Wolves yeah. are not inherently male. No, you know she would she would insist upon her gender being recognized in it. The girl boss of Wall Street. <laughs> the girl boss wolf of Wall Street. Gaslight gatekeep Veronica Watch. Reggie and Veronica keep doing their thing with their comically anachronistic phone. It's like a big <laughs> one with like the the, yeah. the pull out. You don't uh, have uh, that. That's not your phone. <laughs> Uh, was progress made this week? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Did we accomplish anything? They sold the money. The I don't money, know. That... The money for what? Is she done with Chad now? Is she 50% of the way? 33% of the way? They need a thermometer. Uh, like I said last how episode. Much, how much have they hurt Hiram? How far back have they set him? They need a thermometer that tells you how many things yes. are being at, achieved. at all times yeah. i need i need a thermometer on the side of the screen for the plot <laughs> we're currently in telling me how close we are to accomplishing the goal they certainly exactly. have they, they currently have like kevin like how many songs does he need to sing <laughs> to feel to feel fulfilled is, is kevin's actions making sense yet right. uh, oh, oh no <laughs> up and down up and down we'll see all right coyote or bingo Coyote, because Bingo's got to be the last one. All right. Coyote ugly. So Tabitha and Betty are a team now. They're girlfriends, right? They're dating. This Man, is a date. Come on. They they have late nights together where they this talk a, over, the, over the intercom. It's a relationship for sure. It's a relationship based in love. Not, not romantic yet. And, right. Until they kiss. We can only hope. The chemistry is immediately easier than with Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Where Tabitha feels like... I don't know why she's so invested in, in, in his stuff. It feels like 
Well, unfortunately, she's invested in this stuff because it involves him. Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't think she even remembers who he is at this point. <laughs> Jacket comes back, she's like, I'm sorry, have we met? Right. Oh, I'm yeah. Tabitha. I run, I run Pops. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it I so worked much. for you. But the janitor? Nah, no. That guy no. was 70. <laughs> Get out of my diner. man. Oh, man. So Betty's following a truck near the end of walkie range, and... She gets up to talk to this guy, and I just, I just can't believe Lily or Betty believes for one second that she's believable as a trucker. Sure. Oh, it's one of those twenty, <laughs> twenty-two year old. Uh, uh, hold on, no, they're twenty-five. It's one of those twenty-five year old young, pretty girl Hot truckers, truckers. Yeah. That you always hear about. Right. Right. Don't you think that, like, if she she's like, sorry, I've just been trucking all night, and I and I could use a hookup with you, sir. But don't you think every trucker that he met would be like, have you seen the new trucker? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the young hot one in the denim jacket who wants to have sex all the time? It's so weird. You gotta meet her. It's like, yeah, but like we get those on every route. They're just so common. <laughs> yeah. So How could you tell them apart? Oh, maybe Betty should become a trucker. She doesn't have a job. <laughs> like she, she should be paid for whatever. That's this right. Is. I forgot she was no longer in the FBI. Me too. It's like I'm in the FBI. No, you're not. I'm in the FBI. <laughs> this Spider-Man yeah. meme. Yeah. She's, she's like, you're, I'm. <laughs> We're going to pay him money and then have intercourse. And he's like, that's all I needed to hear. Get out of here, boys. And like Glenn, the entire FBI gets out of the back of his truck. And they're like, we got you, road, road hussy. Yeah, I don't love that. Oh, I just dropped my phone. Hang on. Hang on. I can actually just leave that there. Come on, Stella. Don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. I hope you leave this in the episode. <laughs> no edits. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Road hussy. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Glenn is bad because he's not quite arresting truckers, but he is arresting every girl on the lonely highway. I do think that's fucked, actually. He's like, that's how I'll keep you safe, by sending you to prison for for being working girls out on this lonely highway. I'll ruin your life by giving you, like, a felony. But you'll be alive. It'll be awful. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. It'll push you further and further into a life of crime, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Fun. Uh, Betty wishes she stabbed him harder. I do too. <laughs> and he takes her badge and gun. Probably should have done that last time when she yeah. stabbed you. I don't think usually they let you keep those. <laughs> so Betty can't work the highway anymore. Tabitha offers a honeypot plan. If they turn the white worm into the movie Coyote Ugly, they can ID all the truckers <laughs> you go through. Now, I've never seen the movie Coyote Ugly. There's a bar and the girl stands on the bar. Fully clothed? Uh, not, I mean, yes, but, like, in, like, short, like, right. denim Mid-riff shorts. showing kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Daisy mean, Dukes. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand this as a surefire way to get what they want. Right. But it is fun, and I'm here for it. I'm shocked these 25-year-olds are all like, yeah, of course I've seen Coyote Ugly. Who I, hasn't? <laughs> I also thought that was weird. I was like, I, these are young people, you know? And not like that's a super old movie, but they were probably, like, five. So they go to Fang's. Because Tony isn't in this episode. They're like, you are you cool with like having a bunch of truckers in here? They'll be drinking a lot. And all of the girls you know will be presenting their bodies for them on the on the stages. And he's like, yeah, Tony's not here. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. She would probably. <laughs> what could go wrong? It. And so uh, we get to theme night. Yeah, everyone's in kind of sexy clothes. Yeah. This might sound like a weird complaint, but does it feel like we're phoning this one in a little bit? pretty here for it it yeah. worked for me i don't know here's the thing that didn't make sense for me though 
I didn't understand why they were like, obviously we're going to get the murderer this way. Because it's been... How could, they re- how could they refuse us? It's just like, it's like, okay, they're not the only bar in... Like, Look, they're putting themselves out there and they're, and they're hoping that their murderer will come to see them. Wouldn't this guy who's murdering women off the lonely highway successfully under the... Maybe not know? go to social events on the lonely highway. Right. Maybe like, you know, try to keep his murdery vibes like on the down low. I'm gonna, he's doing great, by the way. Yeah. We have made progress. very little progress <laughs> on this, on this no mystery. Progress. Uh, they're like, well, when we started, we knew he was probably a trucker on the highway. And now we still know that. He's probably a trucker on the highway. And we know which truckers he's not. <laughs> Right. We know the ones we know, who are... We know at least three or four truckers who definitely aren't the murderer. Well, he's also not the trucker who's actually an I'm FBI hoping agent. it's like, oh, it's not even like a murderer. It's just like a bunch of different guys happen to be dumping in the same spot. That's a thing. That, like, there's... Yeah, like the truckers all agree on a good spot to dump bodies. And it's like, yeah, just a lot of murder truckers. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> for sure worse. Mm-hmm. So Alice is going to bartend because Fangs has to deal with this dog stuff going on elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin and Reggie will be opening trucks to see what's suspicious inside while the girls entertain. And yeah, Tabitha goes hard on the Coyote Ugly number, but I feel like not everyone is. <laughs> Who do you think is phoning I, it? I think I think Lily and uh, and and Camilla are just kind of like, yeah, really? yeah, it's another one. All I right. liked it. I thought they did a good job. Mm. I, I the one thing I did not like was the fact that. Tabitha changed the pronouns. <laughs> and that was very weird. I, I, I hope they had a meeting before that and Cheryl was like, no, you cannot do that. Right. Well, I, the whole point is just like, she, like it was very clear that Cheryl's not going to change the pronouns because mm-hmm. Cheryl is, I guess, a lesbian? I don't know. Or she, my, or, she hasn't really said that, she's, I guess. She's a Tony sexual. Right. She, she loves Tony. And that arch forger girl that uh, we haven't seen <laughs> That's again. right. Oh, she dead? I assume she's dead. She ran for the hills, which was probably honestly smart. I can but. say there's a weakness in this in this number is probably that they don't have an audience because of COVID. Because like oh. all the shots are like low angles up at them. There's like a lot of audio of an audience, and like maybe in the corner of shots you'll see like a couple people, but it's probably the same background being shuffled around. A That's lot. interesting. You're probably right. Didn't think about that. I, I was enjoying it. So like, <laughs> there it's their big theme night. But we can't even give the implication that they're like there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Ugh. Bummer. Kevin and Reggie find blood in one truck. So that's bad. And when they all put on their, their, their matching FBI jackets to question the guy, he's like, it's cow's blood. Oh. And they're like, do you have paperwork for that? He's like, yeah, in my cab. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> he's giving them a lot of toot. And I kind of like that because it kind of, like the direction is almost like, yeah, these fucking truckers, every fucking time they drive down here now, someone's like, have you murdered somebody? And they're <laughs> exactly. like, can you? No! Oh my god! What is with this town? <laughs> like, what is happening over here? Yeah. I I also think it's hilarious that they're giving him, like, the fifth degree or whatever, third degree, I don't know. When they're not <laughs> the actually... The 11th degree. The 11th degree. When they're not FBI agents. They are... They are pretending right, to be right. FBI agents. We, we don't have any authority here. They cricketed their It was one jackets. thing when they were children. Uh, now, they're, now they're adults who... They're were explicitly had the authority taken from them to be doing any of they this. They were told not to be an FBI, not to pretend to be FBI agents. Right. They, they could, they could be in that. deep trouble for this. Yeah, at, they could. Be. You know, if Glenn, assuming Glenn is just gonna keep getting surprised by Betty's actions, Betty, I had no idea you would keep investigating this case where your sister has gone missing and is likely dead. Do you think that he's doing it? 
Is it him? It just feels too obvious that it's him. But do you think it's possible it's him and he's working with this other guy? Like the... Dude, I honestly, I'm... If the cast isn't tired of this one, I am. I'm like, I don't really care at this point. I never liked Polly that much in the first place. I I have a hopeful theory, but we can get into that in Rumor Mill about this. Okay. Tabitha and Betty have a database of 57 truckers. And tomorrow... They do it all again. Sure. And then and then just before you're getting worried that this is going to be a long-running plot line <laughs> in the show, oh, thank God, the murder truck. Actually, I don't know if it is the murder truck. I didn't see the skull, but I could have A truck pulls it. up with, like, a guy who's got murder vibes pouring off oh, of yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Huge murder vibes. Uh, just at the point when I'm when I'm praying for, like, this is Tabitha and Betty say goodbye, and I'm like, can you just, like, hang out and be friends for right. a while or, or something? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and instead instead betty sees the uh, blood on this guy's door handle and she's like you want to go have some fun why would she do it this way it makes no sense well at least she texts tabitha to track her i guess it's a bad why not be like hey want to come into the diner and then they could put a tracking device on his phone <laughs> right, on his right. car this is it's also some just like really uh, economical writing when this yeah. guy pulls up has blood on his handle he's like hi i exist you want to go off somewhere alone with me she's like yes tell me one thing about you okay i love watching people die yeah that really means a lot to me <laughs> pull over here i have to pee and then he immediately grabs a knife and tries to kill her oh yeah it, it, it escalated very fast <laughs> she kicks him before he can murder her and then he disappears and then he comes around the same corner of the truck again it's a weird set piece with it with, a, with like a with like a chainsaw but the chainsaw can't go through the door of the truck or anything. The tra- and then he gets on top of the truck and it can't go through the roof. The chainsaw is also um, very clearly not a real chainsaw. It's not running at all. It's not running. And I noticed it and I was like, oh, that's not a chainsaw. It's not a good look on the show. This one feels messy and and well and he's just cheap moving. he's and... moving so slow also. he's so not a threat at any point in this and it's very funny that betty is like she happens to hurt her leg yeah to create like the i'm not gonna escape kind of run but, but then she just throws a wrench at his face and, and he's, he's done for yeah and yeah he's gone he has a chainsaw allegedly a working chainsaw what if he's like, no, 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 I need your help with my chainsaw. And then you lock me out of the car, so I have to try to get into the car. Right, right. No, I, I just cut down trees at night. That's the job. God. Everyone in this town is also, so weird. Also, love, love the idea that on set that day, they had this fake rubber chainsaw. Yeah. And her fake rubber rubber wrench, and she had to keep throwing it at him over and over again. Oh, yeah. Super fun. Chainsaws are scary, though. I'll admit it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights and somebody has a chainsaw, you're like, eh. That's scary, you know? <laughs> right. When I was at The Purge that one time at Horror Nights uh, at Universal, there was like, I was like alone and with, with, with Jacob and there was like four guys with fake chainsaws in That's front scary. of us. And I was genuinely like, oh God. Because you never know which one actually like, doesn't you, work there. You know if it touches you at all, you're done for also. Yeah. Well, it's not a real chainsaw. I know, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but obviously the fear, yeah. the fear of thought is like, if a chainsaw touched me in any way, I'd be done for. What a great chance to practice my ability to dodge chainsaws. Right, exactly. When, how often do you get to do that? I mean, for me, like 12 times a year. But... It's like being that kid who's like, you know, I, I, quicksand might pop up in life. Quicksand you got to be ready in case it happens. You exactly. got to know the rules. I know the rules. You uh, go very slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
So when Tabitha pulls up, she wants to hand the truck over to the FBI. But Betty won't until she can question this guy herself about Polly. Who yeah. I, Fair. I'm pretty sure he won't he won't know. He won't. This this, uh, this, this isn't the guy. You think this is separate murderer? I, this... I mean it's convenient they caught him then. I'm hoping it's like, listen, I was pulling out my knife to deal with something completely different. And I... then you attacked me. So out of self-defense, I grabbed a chainsaw and tried to murder you in my cab. I, I have a theory about this, but we'll get there later. So Well the last plot we have is and bingo what's his name? Oh. Oh. Mm. Hmm. We start in widescreen. Archie apparently fought in World War One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Eric, sure. Eric, bleeding, has lost his leg. They look over. There it is. It's just sitting a little bit further down the trenches. This is when I decided he was the trash bag killer, by the way. Oh, because he removes limbs and puts them in... Tra- yeah, if it was like, we got to get it out of here, and they put it in a trash bag of some kind. I really think he's the trash bag killer. I really do. Which, we have no guarantee that the trash bag killer has anything to do with the truck killer. No, but I just know it's him. I just know. Archie wakes up to Eric in a flashback with a rifle. Like, like Eric's having a flashback. He's got a rifle out. He's yes. going to shoot people in the street. It's a bad uh, thing. Frank, Frank saves Archie from getting shot by choking Eric out. So Frank's still here. I just keep thinking about it. Thank God Mary isn't there. Oh my gosh. Like what a chaotic masculine house of like, oh, well, you know, it's 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 nice until every night when they start having their PTSD flashbacks <laughs> and have to knock each other out for safety. They, Mary would not. Mary would get everybody into a good hospital. I really want to see Mary not like Frank. Just she be like, oh, it's... It's you. But Frank's like, here. But he keeps trying to win her over. <laughs> right, like, right. yeah. And she's like, honestly, more than anything, I just want you to never talk to my son <laughs> please, ever again. Please leave. Please. It would be so nice if you weren't here. Like in those flashbacks of the past in Riverdale where like you just don't show up at any point. Oh, yeah. That's weird. They're <laughs> about even, the same age. Who would even play him? Right, exactly. Also, also KJ. Yeah. <laughs> KJ Aww, with a beard. <laughs> that'd be cool. It is weird that Frank is necessary he, as Archie is an adult. But... <laughs> Right, right. Prison escapee Frank. Right. It just feels Thank, thank like... God he's there. He's just such a calming presence to have in the house. He weirdly is a calming presence, but... It's the beard. Yeah. He just, he feels like he gives good hugs. He does, I'm sure. That actor has been really good in other projects, like Continuum. Oh. Not seen that. Oh, it's like a, it's like a Canadian time travel show. Mm, Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or sci-fi, well, whatever. I love Canada. I've never been. <laughs> oh, Canada? It just seems Your cool. home and... My home, native land. <laughs> my uh, my favorite uh, you know, show is is set in Canada, so it's basically like I'm right, there. Right, right. Yeah. Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got it right. Frank asks about Eric having PTSD, and then follows it up with Archie. Have you felt any PTSD? And Archie's like, definitely not. But maybe by the end of this episode. <laughs> keep putting that in my head, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep talking about it. We'll see what happens. Wasn't Eric supposed to go somewhere this year? Yeah. Uh, uh, the VA hasn't exactly been helpful when they called, which feels like them touching on a real issue, but also like, yeah, it, it's, they don't use it as like a way to talk about issues with veterans. They use this as a way to like pad out the runtime of this plot until the end of the episode. To be fair though, I don't need Riverdale to tell me that there are problems with I don't the think, VA. I don't think Riverdale is the place to have that serious conversation. Right. I agree. I, I do appreciate when Riverdale... Like, I do think that they Riverdale, tease... Riverdale is the place where they need to have an evil person working at the VA, <laughs> right. turning all of the past soldiers into the evil super soldiers that Frank was in the past. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, if Eric got recruited... 
Ooh, that's a different show. A good show, maybe too. But like, hey, like that could be that could be fun. But I do, I do like when they like kind of very lightly touch upon issues. Like I think Hiram having and being evil and also running a privatized prison. I'm like, right, prison is bad. Right, right. The right. prison industrial that's, complex. That's an is evil bad. thing a person can do. Right. That's good that you didn't make him like the hero of the show. Right. Yeah. Right. Except for last week. Except for last week when he was technically. Hero of his own story, I think, is different than Hero of Riverdale. Absolutely. Yeah. Archie and Eric waited six hours to be told they didn't have a form to get Eric help. But hey, Frank got a dog. <laughs> this is... It would be so funny if this did not connect with anything, because it kind of doesn't connect with anything. Do there they was... even have the dog? Oh, no, they have the dog by the end of the episode. They yes, keep the, dog. the dog's fine. Okay. Uh... <laughs> this makes no... This is the part that I, I, well, I keep getting stuck on. I... I... Frank says that pets help with anxiety, they give structure to the day, and they aid with companionship. No, that makes sense. Him getting the dog makes sense. This is what Archie says. Eric is having fun with the dog. And Frank's like, wow, Eric really likes the dog. And then Archie, unprovoked, says, yes, we did have a dog. Bingo. (laughs) Like, not like, oh, like, Frank doesn't even... like. Frank, Frank is like, Archie, what are you thinking about? And Archie's like... Bingo. <laughs> but, but no, but he's like, like, like had... and they're like, who's bingo? And he's like, a dog. It's a dog. <laughs> it's right, because it so... feels thematically connected if it is a dog. Right. But then he's like, actually, no. It, oh, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to that. That it was like, also, his name is Bingo, which is not a human name. <laughs> but. <laughs> I refuse to believe this guy's real name was Bingo. No. And I'm going to have a hard time with Archie going, be like, I'm seeing the ghost of Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he, he tells Frank that Bingo is a stray dog their platoon adopted who didn't make it. And we see, we see another flashback into the trenches uh, of Archie telling Eric to keep his eyes open. They can hear Bingo the dog whining out in no man's land. What you have to know now is, is, is a man going... I'm dying in no man's land. Oh, I'm, oh uh, man! I just want—I want to make a Wonder Woman joke where like she could get him out of there, but uh, Archie would. Archie couldn't because yeah. it's no man's land, which exists in this war they're fighting in the seven years between 2020 and 2021. I, <laughs> uh, either a really short war. They're or... the COVID wars where they stopped counting the date. I didn't that happen. This is my new headcanon. You know that During... he's in a movie where that is a thing. What the COVID wars? The Michael Bay movie that he was in. Songbird. Oh, you're talking about Songbird. Yeah, Songbird's yeah. the one that frustrates me because it's like, oh yeah, in the movie, the problem with COVID is oh. that the government reaches too far and uh. will like force you into your home and take you away if you're sick. Whereas in the real world, the government won't do anything. <laughs> right. And why don't right. we ever do movies where the government just won't do anything to help? This is like actually a big pet peeve of mine as well, where it's just. Like the- it's always it's always Republican ideals of like the government will do too much and then we'll have to fight the government. Because I, I guess it's like inaction is not as fun to portray on screen as like yeah you you, you have know? to do like um uh, 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 what's his face who goes to Washington Mr Smith mm. yeah like Mr Smith goes to Washington for COVID who wants to watch that movie no one you gotta do something you 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 gotta you gotta give out masks for the kids yeah it's not as fun of a movie no no. That's sad, actually. Yeah. So in the COVID wars, they fought in uh, uh, bunkers, foxholes, and, and trenches, mm. just like in World War One, with no man's land in between, somewhere in Canada. 
<laughs> what if Riverdale is in Canada this whole time? Maybe, maybe Americana, it's... but make it Canadian. Mm-hmm. Canadian Akata. That's not right. That's not what you would say. Uh, Archie immediately wakes up from his dream to Eric going, we got to do something. The dog's missing. And then when Aww. we come back from the commercial break, Frank's like, I found the dog. He's so cute. Which feels like a great chance to talk about uh, act outs. Oh. On TV shows. <laughs> like the dog's... <laughs> The dog was found in the laundry room. So like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. So like, a lot of TV shows with commercial breaks will have to, will, will, will like have like maybe a note be like, we need something more exciting to end yeah. to end the act-ons that when they go into commercial break, someone's going, oh, well, I'm bored and like turn away from the channel. It's like how YouTubers have to keep things light and fun the whole time. Otherwise they'll lose their attention. It's exhausting. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And so sometimes shows will have something like this where, where it's like, we have this problem. And then the immediate next scene is like, nah, we don't have a problem. You're you, fine. You're you back thought... in the episode. You thought you had to be concerned at this commercial break. But now, no, it, it is, it is true because sometimes if you're watching a show like on Netflix, yeah. It just, I mean, you don't notice you, it so you much. You kind of but, blaze past it. Yeah, but it's funny. It is a very mm. specific network TV thing. And sometimes there's like six act breaks now. Yeah. Sometimes more because it'll include like the cold open or before the credits. And like right, and like stuff. different shows have different names for it too. Where yeah. like some shows will call it an act five, others will call it a tag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of commercials. This is why I buy all I remember, my stuff. I remember we went to like one of those panels with the remember panels. I know panels. Uh, fun. With, with the with the writer of Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, he was like, yeah, oh yeah, Brian he like Mickey. falls off his bike in the first episode, yes. which is something. It was an act out from when I thought this was going to be on network TV, and we just kept it in when it went on to Netflix. And then he had to have a band aid for like the whole. Well, he had to keep getting <laughs> injured so they could tell which timeline you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I only watched season one of 13 Reasons Why, and I'm fine with that. I mean, season one is the best season by far. Mm-hmm. I liked season two, though. And I thought season... I thought it was all fun, but in terms of meaningful, I thought the first two seasons were meaningful, and I thought the other two were just fun. Frank says the dog has PTSD also. Aww. <laughs> like, oh, welcome to the family, buddy. That's so sad. <laughs> Archie's like, guys, stop talking about PTSD. Right. You're giving me PTSD. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. I... Ugh, this poor dog. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to go with the dog fighting ring. Oh my god, yeah, the immediate next scene is Archie coming home to the dog barking. Eric's bleeding. Eric looks like he wants to murder the dog. Oh yeah, I was very nervous. (laughs) Don't rip me! I was very nervous about that. I was like, is... Is the dog safe here? Right. It, it didn't It's seem like the loved. super high intensity barking blood scene, hard cut to Frank and Archie in the kitchen. Frank going, so the dog was in a dog fighting. He's <laughs> like, I will if, kill. In case you're wondering how I got a dog for uh, nothing. Uh, the dog was in a dog fighting. <laughs> the dog ring. is free. This is why. Because, you, know, you know, I don't have ID because the prison still has my ID. I actually stole this dog. <laughs> I found this dog on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I I really was nervous about where this plot line was going. I thought that I thought Eric was. Oh, Eric did it dog. did it go in a place that 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 made you feel better then? Because I think so. Because I thought that I thought the dog was going to be missing and Eric was going to have hurt the dog. I see. And I know that's like a dark thought to have, but I really did believe that. Bangs Bangs gives Archie the dog fighting address, and then they ask, "Are we are we going to loop in the sheriff?" Or your your military uncle who's right upstairs, and Archie's like, yeah. no, no, no grown men on this one. No. <laughs> we need to make childish decisions. I'm oh. regressing. Fangs and Eric free some dogs while Archie nearly beats the ringleader to death with brass knuckles, which I 
I want to go back in time and tell someone who's like reading the Wholesome Sunday Funnies yeah. edition of Archie Comics. <laughs> be like, this is from the TV show in the future with Archie putting on brass knuckles, punching a guy. And be like, you think you're tough? To be fair, I'm like, I was all in. I was like, he's, he's protecting the dogs. I don't care what he does. He's not man. protecting the dogs. He's going out of his way to hurt a human. And I guess it's supposed guess. to be like, oh, Archie's PTSD. He just can't stop hurting people. But that doesn't felt like the storyline this season. He's been making like grown-up smart decisions about right. helping the town until now, where he feels much more petulant. To be fair, though, fuck this guy. And oh. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying he don't sucks. beat up the guy who fights dogs. Yeah. I'm just saying NCIS he, he, did the same plot last season, where Gibbs uh, walks up on a guy who he thinks murders dogs. What? Uh, like, they found a body. <gasps> uh, uh, and he, like, punches the guy so much that he gets suspended from NCIS. And by the end of the season isn't back on NCIS. Wait. Nickus wh- himself is not a Nickus agent because he because he, he attacked a guy who, who murdered dogs he did instead th- of in, instead of taking him in for questioning. But did he actually murder the dog? Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. He was a real bad guy. Because Gibbs is always right. But like why did he murder the dogs? Oh, because he's a bad guy. Okay. It's pretty black and white morality on my show. Okay. Yeah. Well that's a bummer. I that's sad. I don't want to think about that anymore. But it felt like more of a transgressive act that like fueled a lot of drama for the rest of the episode on on Nickus versus here, where it just kind of happens. They're like, all right, let's get out of here. Archie might have PTSD. Weren't you guys told not to have dogs on the show for COVID? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. No dogs, no children, uh, no locations. We do all of that in every episode. Okay. And sometimes explosions, cool. too. Cool, cool. Just checking. Yeah, they love dogs and kids on the, on the, in the writer's side. I mean, I mean, I, you can't not have a dog story. But that's fair. Look, they're do, in this one, they're doing a dog story where yeah. they also... Same basic story, same as ours. Don't show the dogs. Right, that's true. Except for one dog. We show one dog. Yeah. Yeah. We got one. There's always got to be one. Uh, did I mention earlier that they mentioned that Vegas died? Oh my God, I knew it. I <clears> knew Vegas it. Went to Chicago, Vegas went to Chicago with Mary and passed away during the interim years. Well, this is my, this is my emotions as it was happening. It was like, oh yeah, your dog Vegas. And he's like, where's Vegas? Oh, I went to Chicago with my mom. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. I also was like, is Vegas still alive? And I was like, Vegas no. the dog you've had forever? No, Vegas died. It's so sad though. But like Vegas the dog actor is probably fine. And the yeah, owner's that's like, true. come on, guys. I got I got all these extra dogs. You want here, this one's name is Bingo. You want to put him in the show? <laughs> Bingo. That feels like a good yeah. name for a soldier person. I can't believe it. so Archie and Eric come home. Frank looks like a disappointed mother. Ugh. And he, he tells Eric's like, yeah, this makes sense after bingo. And Eric's like, bingo? As if he's never heard the name before, but this is his name. <laughs> Eric should... <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, bingo wasn't a dog. Bingo was a guy. You've seen Zombieland. <laughs> you know, we're doing that. We're, we're doing, doing the Zombieland thing. It means more for Tallahassee, of course. Ugh. Because so it was his son. It's so sad. Frank asks Archie to talk about bingo. He's like, I know Bingo's a person. And Archie's like, damn, I thought that name was... was <laughs> right, really, that was a good cover. ...really confused you. Uh, if Archie had gone back for Bingo, he would have died too. And he used to remember that and not blame himself for Bingo's death. Uh, every, every, Archie, Archie kind of goes off a little bit. Everything feels wrong to him. This town just sucks so fucking hard. No yeah. matter what he does, it, won't, it can't help this town. He should, he should really take it up with the writers. I hope the last season, I hope they, they go into the mines and then they come out into the real world. And oh my like, God. They're like, it's you. You're the people causing it. And Roberto is like, run. <laughs> they know. They're so <laughs> Let's go. You're, you're the reason my life is weird. <laughs> oh, 
so much better when I was in uh, uh, 2D. But Archie's starting to wonder if the town is worth saving, which means he needs some therapy. Where yeah. is Tony? Can Tony be counseling people? Come on. She has a baby now. <laughs> she, has a, she has a baby. She has a baby. So now uh, the El Royale hosts pet adoption days next to the fire truck in the boxing ring. It's a very like well-established pet adoption yeah, ring. Yeah, it's yeah. so aesthetic. Really well put together in what, yeah. a, a day? Yeah, and I was like, oh, you have the money for this? Like you have like picket fences. Also, bad idea. This place gets invaded by bad guys all the time. This is not a safe space. This dog fighting guy is going to come with a black eye, a little mustache and be like, I would like six dogs. He's going to come in here and be like, oh, this is crazy. This is where we hosted all the dog fights. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. The dogs are really freaked out being here. And they're like, guys, is it okay if we name the dog Bingo? And they're like, we think it's fine. Bingo's mother is like, I don't know. I feel weird about it. <laughs> Bingo's a family name. <laughs> Feels disrespectful. Hello, I'm Mrs. Bongo. My son, Bingo Bongo the Third, would disagree. This is right. <laughs> It would be funny if that wasn't actually the soldier's name. <laughs> it's like, sure. Oh, yeah. His name was like Ben 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 Goulson or something, and we call him Bingo. Bingo. I, it was actually a really mean nickname. <laughs> yeah. He hated it. <laughs> we bullied him relentlessly, and then he died. Man. Oh, I'm back in the trenches. Back in the trenches the next morning, Archie calls for Bingo. Hey, if I were Eric, I'd be like, shh, there could be other army guys out there still trying to kill us. Yeah. B, if they were the bullies from Bingo, he's out there being like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I don't want them to come for me. Poor Bingo, though. But he's dead, Sarge. Oh, sad. And Archie wakes up to a phone call from the VA regarding Eric. And he sees the ghost of Bingo for, I think, the first time. And it's just like this skinny dude with some holes in him. It's pretty scary, though. Yeah. I was a little shook. And Archie's just looking at him and be like, I think I might need some help, too. And they're like, great, it'll be six hours, right, and then you'll right. fill out the wrong paperwork. Right. Okay, we'll get back to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what made you think we were going to help you, given all the things that we said earlier in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the end of the episode. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. So here's here's something I've, I've just been mulling over in my head. Yeah. It feels like a huge missed opportunity. Okay. If this is the introducing Archie as P- PTSD and there could have been some setup for it, what if the twist was Eric doesn't exist? Oh, I like that, but I don't think it's that it, possible. Like, yeah, no, obviously he's been yeah. too real all along. <laughs> yeah. But like, if the, <laughs> although this is the show where he could be like talking to people and it would still be like, nah, it was in your head. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. like, then it would be like pretty nuts yeah. for Archie... To, to, to realize that Eric died back there and he's just been carrying around this memory of a person with him all along. That would be cool. The only I, I like that idea. The only thing is, I think he had sex with one of his friends. That's right. That's right. He was at the key party yeah, who was and had that? his own set of keys. Yeah. So I guess that debunks that theory. I, it I like it, No, though. it was like one of, the, one of the girls that we don't know very well, right? It was like the Minerva. art girl. Was it Minerva? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. Hey, she could have been fake. He had Cheryl's sloppy seconds. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I think he's the murderer, though. I yeah. really genuinely think that. Yeah. Because it's just one of those things where it's like, why are we introducing all these new people? And I know Riverdale is kind of guilty of doing that. Right. No, but like, again, COVID, no new characters. Okay, but what about like a lot of new characters? What <laughs> about yeah. like if we inflate the gas twice a side? Tabitha, I feel like you did kind of need some like fresh 
faces on the cast. So like Tabitha, I see. Sure, but imagine everything that Tabitha has done with Jughead, mm-hmm. but instead it's Pop Tate doing all of that so stuff fun. with Jughead. So fun. And then and then like he is now hanging out with Betty something the Highway Murders as like an old man who runs right. a diner. It's a whole new relationship. That's fun. Mining new things. Very fun. I just can't imagine that they're that like like we didn't need Archie to have like this guy for more than like an episode right i don't like we needed this guy in the premiere of this of the time jump to uh basically tell us oh archie you did really well in army and you're very respected by people like me the man whose life you saved because you're so you're such a hero and then maybe he has ptsd and that's what i'm so right but we needed this guy to just be like i'm just gonna like hang out right right i'm just gonna like be in the show a lot but like not do anything it just feels like you could give the main cast more time together. So I think that Eric is the murderer. I I, I think he's right. either the trash bag killer because his leg got the the picture. It, Betty, of the Betty leg. has her murder radar, and she mm. could just look at him and be like, "Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy's a murderer." And then Archie'd be like, "Yeah, he fought in in the war, right?" And then she'd be the like, war. "Oh, right, I judged you for the war." That would be kind of fun, huh? So he's an option. Are we in the rumor mill right now? Yeah, we're in the okay. rumor mill. We're, we're here. Okay. Well, so let's do Citizen of the Week. And and and, and fine wine, which Fra- goes to Moose. Moose. Oh, my God. 100% Moose. Moose. And I think Frank is the Citizen of the Week. Citizen of the Week yeah, is he Frank. He, 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 he did only positive things this week, except yeah. for maybe when he had to choke out Eric. Right. But, eh, but like, against everyone else, yeah, easy winner. He's a winner. Uh, absolutely. So that's good. Um, yeah. So now we're rumor mill. So we talked about that. I think Eric is a possibility for the trucker killer. But I also have a theory that maybe the the trash bag killer and the trucker character, I think, are different. And I think the trash bag killer might come into season six. That's my theory. So I think Eric (laughs) might hang out here for a while. I don't know. I, you know, I, I I would hope it's like one of those... Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, things of like, your case, my case, same case of like finding out like one thing is also the other thing. But like the Mothman and the trucker and the trash bag killer can't do them all together. No, I think Mothman is different. Though it is weird because Holly had that thing where she's like, it feels like I'm in the back of a spaceship. Yeah. So that's truly weird. That is weird. Hmm. Be like, no, Molly, that's a truck. Right. <laughs> it's all metal <laughs> and square, like a spaceship. Okay. And I can hear it, hear it like bumping and grinding a lot, like, like a spaceship. Like a truck, Polly. Like the back of a truck. Like you're in the show Big Sky, Polly. Like that. Polly, I know Big Sky has long moved past the truck thing, but we haven't. <laughs> We're still there. We're still trucking along. I yeah. So that's my thought. My other thought is, what if Polly faked her kidnapping? Because Polly's a fucking demon child, which is always my theory that Polly I'm just is bad. Like, I don't even care if we find her or not. I'm like, oh, all those. Well, we haven't had any good times with Polly. Polly no. has only ever given us more problems to deal with. I think Polly is a bad person. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that. But I also kind of want her to be dead. I know that's awful, but it's sort of like, what? If she's alive, it's like okay, like great. Yeah, what are we gonna do with this? Yeah, she then she's. I don't. I don't want her to be dead. Dead, One, but also, I don't know. did we? 
kill Charles and Chick, or were they caught? They're caught. Okay, thank God. They're fine. Thank God they're out there. Can we get them out of prison? Keep them yeah, in the show full time? Like Frank them. just like living in the attic? Right, I, I love them. I think Chick and Charles are I, great. I think huge missed opportunity for Betty to be like, well, now that I've caught you and I'm not in the FBI anymore. Let's work together. Right, yeah. exactly. We got to find Polly. That's a great idea. And like, I would love to see her and like a kind of kind of reined in chick and Charles because they're together they're very fun very especially fun. with the new hair yeah like <laughs> like questioning hair. people who are like trying to get leads and like the two boys keep crossing the line like come on Betty hurt people with us like, we're good I'm and good they, and they make you. actual progress together and stuff it's fun to me I'm into that yeah so instead of it just Betty keeps getting blocked everywhere she goes I don't really I like I have no theories because like we have no leads still we have well we Eric is a sus. The other thing is that I think that this guy that she uh, kidnapped is the real bad guy, but I think Glenn might also be a bad guy. It's just it feels like such a holding pattern, you know? Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe the trucker will be dealt with very soon, and then it will just be trash bag for the rest of the season. Well, how many episodes? Because like have trash bag has to raise the stakes, but trash bag's also a chainsaw. Remember, trash bag killer is a chainsaw guy. Huh. That's in her dream in the before. We know who the trash bag killer is. I keep forgetting this. The trash bag killer has a name. He is a person. That's right. The trash yeah, bag killer. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting like it's not just like some guy who looks like trash bags. In my mind, he like is dressed. I mean, are you up. sure though? I'm pretty sure. Because I thought sure. that was a complaint of mine that I was like, like you, you don't know who he is. That no. we that like I kind of wish it were just a name. I'm pretty so that we could build him up instead of just being like, oh, this mystery guy who could be any of the guys. I'm pretty sure that he has a name. I hope so. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he is a person. Mm. Doesn't mean that he can't also be whatever, but yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But yeah. And then Mothman, no idea. I, no idea. I do have a new thing to talk about, though, with Cole's Browse. I'm yeah. very excited about that. Okay. Bring um, in. It's related ish to the Mothman, and that's why I'm like, oh, this is weird. Is it. Do you want me, are we doing it now? Oh, we're almost done. We're almost done? Yeah. So should I talk about it now? Yeah, talk about it now. <gasps> okay. Oh, my God. So it's this new, it's a scripted podcast called Borat Baraska. I literally just listened to it, and I think I already forgot how to pronounce it. <laughs> Borat Baraska. B-O-R-R-A-S-C-A. Okay. I have not listened to the whole thing, but it was a creepy pasta originally. So I listened to, like, the first and last so, um, but what I listened to really fucked me up. So I thought it was like a supernatural thing. Is this, sorry, is this your thing you're excited about this week? Yes. Oh, okay. So, because it's so fucked up. Yeah. So basically the premise is Cole Sprouse in the audio podcast is a, uh, a man reflecting on like a traumatic thing that happened to him as a child. And basically he moves to town or he lives in town. I forget, whatever. And in the woods, there's like this screaming sound and the screaming sound apparently is connected to like this place, this like folklore place called Boraska. Bor- Bor- How the fuck do you say it? Boraska? I think it's Boraska. Anyway, so um, people start going missing in town and everyone's like, oh, it's like the, you know, the, the scary monsters from this place are going to drag you to Boraska or Baris, whatever it's called. <laughs> and as it turns out, I don't want to spoil it for people, but I'll tell you off podcast. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh. And I can't wait to tell you about it. Neat. Yeah. What about you? What are you excited about? Evil comes back after a short hiatus tonight. Wow. And they are going to a silent monastery for the episode, which should be 
pretty good. Uh, I'm sure they'll That's do some cool. crazy sound design stuff, and it'll it'll freak me out in a way that I haven't felt since Hush. That's mm, true. Yeah. What was the other movie that was like Hush? Uh, I know I, uh, Hush is the episode of Buffy I'm talking oh, about. Oh, well, there's the movie Hush with oh, yeah. the guys. There's the... also, uh, there was an episode of Mr. Robot where no one spoke for a whole episode. Mm, yes, yes. Hush is when, is that a school shooter episode? No, Hush? no, Hush is the, the it's in college, uh, and it's got like these like guys with permanent grins on their face who kind Terrifying. of float around, and no one can speak. Well, I, yes, but like it has... <laughs> there's a different episode where she yes. gets mind, she can read minds... And they hear someone's like, I'm going to shoot up this school. That's horrible. And it turns out to be Jonathan. Don't remember who that is. Oh, he's like he's like a harmless little dweeb who's been, huh. in the, who's been in the show for a while. And then he's one of the evil trio in season six. Yeah. You didn't get that far? No, I'm sorry. Well, how far did you get? I don't know. I, I think we got into college, but I kind of fell asleep. So <laughs> oh, Season four is like my favorite. I think it's yeah. underrated as hell. We got Well, we also jumped around a lot, so it wasn't... We have definitely seen college episodes, but I don't know if we watched consistently. Mm. But yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that one, I would say check it out. Maybe I'll watch it today. Yeah. Mm. It's when Willow meets Tara for the first time. Oh, I'll watch it. That sounds fun. Yeah. Then she dies, right? Not immediately, but yes. <laughs> that day? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Next day she dies, and then Willow's like, God, just kill the world. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it does matter, but hey. Right, right, right. Yeah. Where can uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L O Y Tweets. And if you would like, you can also check out my other podcast that I do with Monica Sirianki. It's mm. called Scaredy Chat. Um, and yeah, and then also we can find us at a place. We're on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Mm. A lot of people have been interacting with us on there, which I really appreciate. We have been getting a lot of interaction. Thank you guys for you know. I'm sorry that we're not like shouting you out. Which would be nice, and we will do that. We'll work on it. And yeah. I'm so sorry. Do you want to take a picture to prove that we're doing this, and we can put it on the Instagram? Yeah. Do you think people think we're lying though? <laughs> like, oh, they don't trust us. That's they don't the problem. Trust us? Let's see how how I oh, look. Right. Okay, I look good. <laughs> I look fine. Good is an overstatement. Uh, you can find me here in person with you. That's wow, fun. exciting. Uh, and on my blog. Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y, and I already wrote a whole thing about how you should be watching Evil. Wow. Amazing. Very exciting. Thank you. Good pun. Mm -hmm. Forgot to say it almost. And then next week, I didn't see a trailer for next week. I didn't either. So we're going in blind. Mystery, mysteries bound. So fun. Over and out, River Vixens.